experience Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania in 3D. Scott Lang, you have a daughter. You're an Avenger. But out here, you're out of your league. On February 17th. Kang's a monster. He can shatter existence. An Avenger. I don't care what he can do. I'm getting us home. Must face a conqueror. You may not want her to watch this. <laughs> I'm sorry, Cassie. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Experience it in 3D. February 17th. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Hi, and welcome to Deep Dive with Jamie Stein, where we take a deep dive look at all things reality TV, pop culture, and the world at large. I'm an intuitive and an empath, which means I pick up on the thoughts, feelings, and energy percolating in other people in the world around me. I believe there is meaning waiting to be found at every turn, if you're willing to see it. So join me as we dismantle everything from trash TV to high spiritual concepts and learn more about ourselves, each other, and how we're all connected. Hello, and welcome back to Deep Dive with Jamie Stein. So every other episode here on the Deep Dive, I am going to be connecting with a caller who has a question they want to run by me. And I'm going to be seeing what kind of intuitive information wants to come through for them. And on that note, I'm very excited to bring in my first ever caller today. I'm here with Kim. Hi, Kim. Hi, Jamie. I'm so honored. I, I didn't know I was the first uh, caller. So thank you very much for this experience. Oh, no problem. I'm so happy you're here. So having said all that, Kim, why don't you just take a second to let yourself drop in, settle into the space, take a breath. And whenever you're ready, just let me know what you're here with today and what you want to ask about. And we'll see where it wants to go. Wonderful. Um, I'll just get a little relaxed, take a couple of deep breaths. All right. Um, so here is my question for you. Um, I have lived in LA approximately uh, 20 years, give or take uh, a few years. And although I have loved my journey here, um, it, it has definitely had a lot of ups and downs. Um, it has been one hurdle after another. It has been a bit of a battle. And I'm just wondering if there is, you know, a, another place for me where I would be more aligned or better aligned with, you know, another uh, country. Um, you know, I'm wondering if my, my journey in L.A. Is, is, you know, slowly coming to an end. And maybe that's why I'm experiencing all these hurdles here. There are are a couple of countries I, I do spend my time in, in different countries and I'm wondering if maybe one of those areas it would be better for me and maybe I'd have a, a more fulfilling experience or if perhaps there's somewhere else that I hadn't even thought of before so that is my question for you okay great um, so what I'm really hearing you say is that um, life in LA has been feeling increasingly difficult you're wondering if it's perhaps a sign that it's time for you to move. There are a few different places that uh, you spend time in that could be options, but your body has not given you kind of a clear signal of like, hey, it's time to move. Um, and so you're wondering, one, is it time to move? And two, if it is, where? Yeah, yeah. So I'm really hearing a question here around how do I get clarity around my home and where I'm supposed to be or where I want to be? How do I get clarity on where I want to be? 
I mean, so when I drop into this question for you, I will say that I do immediately feel some agitation and some unexpressed anger here that feels like it wants to move in relationship to L.A. and the question of moving. Um, so let me, I'm just going to, I've got my trusty pillow here. Um, anyone who <laughs> watches me on Instagram know I like to, when it comes to unexpressed agitation or frustration or anger, I like to hit my pillow a little bit and let the energy move through me. So I'm just going to do that. I'm just going to see what this has to say so we can start getting some clarity. <sighs> I mean, it's interesting. So Oh God, it's interesting. So I do want to say that like I immediately hear the words, I want to move. Uh, I want to move is like what I'm hearing. But what's so interesting about it, usually the words will just come spilling out of my mouth as soon as, um, you know, I start hitting the pillow or as soon as I start giving it permission to speak. And what I noticed, Kim, is like even when I was hitting the pillow and even as I started to hear the words in my mind, I want to move. Like it, it was like the words wouldn't come out of my throat and my heart felt so frozen. It's like something in me was like, I won't even let myself say the words. And I think that's part of why there's anger here because it's like, there is a voice saying, I want to move. Uh, but it feels like it's not, it doesn't have full permission to truly speak. Uh, and let its full desire and knowing be known. And that's part of like what's causing and contributing to this anger. Um, let me go back to it for a moment because I just want to, I want to check the energy out a little bit more. <clears throat> yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like I'm ready to move. I'm ready for bigger things. I want more. Let me have more. And it's like when I, when I drop into this, Kim, and I actually have been feeling this, I think. Maybe even before you ask the question. Um, it's like this quality inside me that pulls back from truly being in my heart's full desire. So it's almost like the image of moving, for example, on some level represents like really letting myself, um, have my heart's full longing and flow and that there's something in me that's sort of pulling back. It feels like out of self-protection, out of a sense of safety. I mean, I'm hearing the words like I'm not going to get hurt again. Um, and it's just like, and so when I hear you say like life in LA continues to have its challenges, it's almost like I feel this place in you that is perhaps scared for there not to be challenges because if there aren't then there would be no reason for just your heart's creative energy to just flow how it wants to flow and like some part of you pulls back from that and is sort of scared to just let it move because there's some image that you're going to pay a price if you let it flow so let me just pause there for a moment before i say anything else and just check in with you and just see is anything coming up? Is this resonating? Is it making you think of anything? Like what's happening over there? Absolutely. Like the feeling of that, that anger and the frustration and the, the, the being stuck and the, you know, the fear of, you know, following your, your true heart or, or honoring your heart's, you know, full desire, all of that um, feeling actually is dead on. It's dead on. One country I go to every year and how I kind of see it for myself is whenever I go there, that's where I get to truly live. 
So I'll get to spend the time discovering myself, doing the stuff that I enjoy. And, and it just is a way to recharge and, you know, kind of heal my heart. And then I'll come back and then the battle begins again, so to speak. And where is it that um, you feel happy and recharged that you mentioned? Uh, Paris. I, I go there every year. I just feel a sense of peace and I just feel like I, I recharge um, every time. And I just, I feel just wonderful. I also spent some time in Italy and Italy for me was just, it was just, um, I, I call, I call Italy like my soulmate. Like if I don't want to do anything else, um, I would love to just, just, just spend my days there. And um, I kind of consider Paris like a lover, like you're excited to go every time and it's nervous and, and, and you're learning. Um, and I kind of see LA like the abusive husband <laughs> that I keep coming back to. So it's like what I get so curious about, Kim, is this place in you that keeps coming back to the abusive husband. It just feels like to me, just taking the move off the table, it just feels like there's some deeper part of you that pulls back from letting yourself have it all. And that pulls back from letting yourself live a life that embodies your heart. And again, even when I say this now, it feels like this defiant, angry part of you that is protecting yourself. I'm hearing the words again from ever being hurt again. So let me just let that part speak for a moment. So it's just like, yeah, it's like, I won't. You can't make me. The energy I get off it is... um it's almost like there was some early experience that was unpleasant, you know, where you would have wanted to draw boundaries and there wasn't space to draw full boundaries. There wasn't space to protect your heart. And so now that kind of fierce protective anger that would have wanted to speak up, like when you were younger, when you were a child or when however old, it's like now it it presents itself in this unconscious way of like, I will never let myself risk being in the full flow of my heart. You know, like this is how I'm going to protect myself. This is where my no is going to manifest. And so I'm just going to kind of stay in this ambivalent place. Well, this is interesting where I'm quote unquote married to the abusive husband rather than risk letting myself be in my heart again and getting hurt again. Um, there's something else I want to say about that, but let me just pause and check in with you. That's amazing. That's so amazing. Um, it's interesting though, because I have, again, like I said, I, I tried to leave. I did leave. And there were so many boundaries or, or just roadblocks when I did leave that, you know, you just come back to what you know. And, and absolutely. I think um, my childhood wasn't fantastic. So there's definitely anger there. And there's definitely, a, you know, a, like you said, like I have to be protective of that. And I think I always have been. And that's interesting that you touched on that. That's amazing. Yeah. So what I want to say is like, you know, when you say, oh, but I tried to go, you know, this is the difference between the conscious and the unconscious mind. And, you know, the premise of my work um, definitely is that we are always, you know, kind of in the driver's seat of creating our lives, you know, mostly from an unconscious place. So for me, I hear that your conscious mind has wanted to go and you've tried but for me, in the place where there's all this difficulty, right, I would interpret that as there's a deeper resistance in you, you know, and that these blocks come up because there is some part of you that is protecting your heart. And it's interesting that you're saying that because the other note 
that I wanted to mention earlier is like I was so drawn to when you called it an abusive husband. And then I feel the flavor of like this heat and intensity in me when I drop into this anger. And I, for me, Kim, it's like I just get this information about you. It's like you feel like – I mean it just feels like there's so much fire here. You know, there's so much – fire and heat and i know like an abusive relationship is not a good relationship but there's still that connotation it's like a distorted version in a way of like a passionate heat-filled relationship you know where there's like fireworks and intensity and heat and so i just want to say to you it's like to me this all feels kind of like information about you and your essence like you're if i interpret all of this i feel like you are a woman who's got fire who's got heat who's got passion whose heart sort of wants to run big and strong part of that by that by the way is that sort of righteous anger over things that have maybe happened and prices that you've paid and in the place where you sort of pull back from that well like you said there's always just going to be this ambivalence in your life and you're never going to feel completely fulfilled because you're not letting this passionate uh uh heat hot heart sort of burn at full flame that's amazing. <laughs> no, no, no. It's so amazing that you say that. Like everything that you're saying, like just emotionally is absolutely right. And, and all of this is resonating. And I think that's my problem. Like, how do I get over that hurdle? Because if that's uh, an issue with me, it doesn't matter where I am. Like right. I can pack up my stuff like I did last time and, you know, put stuff in storage and leave. But and until I resolve that issue within me, I, I'll be stuck no matter where I am. Exactly. Um, yeah. And I, and so I know, I think just while that was going on last year with the pandemic, I was kind of starting to try to release the anger. So I'm doing like, you know, meditations in the morning and no, no, no. my gratitude pages. So no. <laughs> I feel like the the anger has lessened. And I and I, I do, there is so much passion for LA and there, there are so many moments of happiness and peace here. But there was always that underlying anger. And when you said the righteous anger, I was like, one of my things from like growing up from younger, like there are very few things that make me angry. I'm fairly easygoing. But then there is that righteous indignation where I feel like I've been wronged and then I lose it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) Let me just jump in because I'm just like (laughs) your energy can hardly sit still. Yeah. So let me just. (laughs) Okay. There's so much that wants to come through. Um, Yeah. I want to challenge you. I think you I think you've known yourself as really easygoing. I think that it's been I mean, and don't get me wrong. I think, of course, there are ways that you genuinely are easygoing. But I also think there's been a huge cover for the level of rage that's been there. And, And you're speaking to that because obviously you wouldn't get so deeply triggered if that anger and that rage didn't already live in you, you know? And part of the information that I'm getting for you, Kim, is like, again, that is actually part of your life force. Like, there is this fire and this heat in you. Like, you feel combustible. So I actually think you're you're maybe a little bit less like, oh, everything's cool, like, go with the flow than you even realize, Um, which I think is a good thing. Like, it means that, like I said, there's passion, there's intensity there. And I think... um yeah, so when you ask that question, sort of how do I deal with this? Anyone who follows me who listens to this knows I'm a huge advocate of like go towards your anger, you know? And so that's why I was saying no. when you were saying, okay, I'm going to meditate. I'm going to write gratitude pages. Those are great practices in and of themselves. I'm not knocking them, but that is not, in my experience, that is not a way to effectively deal with anger because anger 
is a powerful current of energy. It's a huge part of our life force. It's our no, it's our boundary. Um, it can't just be meditated away. And so this was the question I was going to ask you earlier that I want you to start thinking about, Kim. Like, are there places in your life currently where you don't have your full boundaries? You know, where you don't fully say no when you want to say no. Are there relationships where, you know, you compromise yourself, you know, for the sake of quote unquote being nice, not wanting to get into conflict, not wanting to rock the boat? Are there places where you withhold your anger? Um, so there's that part of it, which I would definitely invite you to start looking at that. And if there are those places to start challenging yourself to maybe get, um, a little bit more in direct contact with your no and your boundaries and being willing to risk that. And then the second part of it too, though, is also creating space to let yourself get to know the voice of that righteous rage in a, in a more conscious way. So maybe in addition to your gratitude pages, you're also writing righteous rage pages where you let that voice speak and you get to know the energy in your body and you just hold space for yourself in the place where, yeah, shit, there's some shit that happened, you know, and it's not about blaming people. It's not about like you have to go and scream at your mom or your dad or anything like that. It's not about vilifying anyone, but it is about creating space for yourself to say, there's some shit that's gone down that I have unresolved anger over and I want to give space to that younger part of me to have her anger and to have her know because this is a part of my energy. And when I hold this back from myself, I hold myself back from my own Heart. Jamie, you are killing me. Oh my God. There are so many relationships that are have been coming to an head or and that has been like the essence of a lot of my relationships where there's those, you know, those moments where I'm, you know, you know, letting someone overstep a boundary and then I get angry about it, but I don't say anything either to be nice or it's not worth the conflict or I'm overreacting or it's just not worth it. There are bigger battles to, you know, you know bigger battles that they're bigger fish to fry, bigger battles to, to contend with. And then, and then it just sits and I get angry about it or sometimes I'll address it or sometimes I'll just blow up and then it's just even worse. And it's so funny because um, this past year, there've been a lot of relationships that have gone to the side because of that. And, and there are certain parts, aspects of relationships that I'm very sensitive about. And I, and then I overthink, how do I address these? Because they will always be there unless I address it. And, and I guess I've never thought about, I don't know if it's about honoring it and the boundaries, but I've always thought, you know, nobody's perfect. So which are the, you know, which are the the battles that I should have? You know, either you, you, you shouldn't fight all battles, as I say. But I love the honoring of the rage because sometimes uh, it's like you're, especially when I was younger, you're not supposed to, you know, have that rage. Like I think when I was younger, there was a lot of stuff going on with my family and my parents. Mm -hmm. And if I was upset about it, it was like, oh, you've always been a moody child or you've always been a problem child. Oh my goodness. I'm so overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And it's always been a battle. Like I can't, I couldn't honor that then when I was younger and I can do it more now. Um, but it's still there. It's still a part of me, but yeah, that rage does kind of simmer and then come bubble a little and blow up. And I think I'm better at it, but I still definitely need to work on it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for sharing all that. It's like, Kim, like, I just want to say to you, like, I just feel like you're a firecracker. And so it's like, yeah, you got this message when you were younger. Oh, you're moody. And so it's like your quote unquote moods, let's call them your feelings. You know, it's like they got 
what I would call pathologized, minimized, made wrong. And it's like, I just want to bring in this picture of like, no, I think you were a strong, uh, you know, passionate child who was aware stuff was going on and had stuff to say about it. And yeah, I absolutely. So it's like, you know, we're speaking to this place where the heart got dampened. Right. And because also this like firecracker energy, it feels connected to your heart and how you show your love. Like this feels like part of whom you actually are. And so, yes, I really want to invite you, you know, coming back to the original question of kind of like, how do you navigate this for yourself? Like, I feel like create space to cultivate that firecracker in you. And no, that doesn't mean you have to go around raging at people. But when you do feel, you know, I say this to my clients, I'm saying it to you. I'm saying it to the audience that's listening to this. God, when we have these impulses to have a boundary, to say no, it is so fucking important. It's so important. Something in you has a no, and that's your energy. That's your impulse. You know, I call it God's impulse, but that's like your impulse and your energy moving through you that has some sort of wisdom for you that's saying, no, I don't want this. I don't like this. So I just really want you moving forward to start taking seriously all those little places Where maybe in the past you're going to say to yourself like, oh, it's not a big deal or, oh, I need to be nice or, oh, you know, I'm afraid of rocking the boat and start understanding this is your opportunity to get back in touch with your own heart, with your own firecracker spirit and your own willingness to protect and to guard and to advocate for your own heart. Because once you have your heart's own back and you know that for yourself, then there's not going to be a reason anymore to have to quote unquote protect it by staying in the city that feels like an abusive marriage. Do you understand what I'm saying? And it's almost like you take the unconscious no that's speaking right now vis-a-vis the ambivalence about where to go and you give it a voice in a conscious empowered no in terms of the boundaries you want to be drawing. And then your no can actually get into an alignment of moving you towards what you want for yourself and where you want to go. That's a lot. (laughs) Jamie. (laughs) Wow. Um, That's amazing. So, I mean, if I understand you correctly, and I, I, I think you are so right that I kind of have to honor and, and validate that, that no within me, it kind of will, how to describe it kind of opened the door to me finally being in tune with what I want for myself, my yeses and my noes, So I can really truly uncover what I want for myself because right now by subduing that portion of myself for so long, I've kept things hidden from me, so to speak that are affecting my life in its entirety. Am I understanding that correctly? Exactly. Yeah. I'm always saying to my clients, the way we, we, we support you in having your full no. So that way you can then have your full yes. You know, you're safe to have your full yes. You know, it's like, we're not safe to have our yes. If we don't trust ourselves to have our no, you know, or if we learn that it's not safe to have a no, like why, why would you ever say yes? If you don't feel safe to have a no, it's like, well then I'm not safe in the world. Let me play it safe. And yeah, I think that to me is like, that's the alchemy and that's the magic, you know, like that's why I just, I I do regard this work as magic because I feel like it's not just, let's call it a therapeutic issue or an issue of like mental wellness to like on your boundaries. To me, it's like, it's a magical conversation. It's like you can input that healthy empowered no into the universe and that can be your gateway 
to your true firecracker spirit that's willing to be in your passionate hot heart and that can be your doorway to like really receiving strong clear information about like okay this is where i want to move and i'm ready to go oh jamie honestly it was just like a little crack opened up like like a little bit of light just entered into my heart when you were uh giving that expression and and just explaining that so that makes perfect sense and it's interesting that you say that because as i work more on me i do find that opportunities little by little are opening up in a sense but it's true i i have to work on me first and i feel like you you hit what i really need to address because i can't really worry about anything external right now um i have to kind of work on that and i feel that the rest will kind of open itself up to me once but i didn't know what the heart was of the issue or maybe disregarded it so i thank you for that Great. Yeah. So just let that happen. That's, you know, that's the energetic piece of this, that crack in the heart. And yeah, I think the final thing I'd say just to kind of echo what you're already saying is let yourself be in a journey and in a process of like reconnecting with your powerful, you know, and empowered no and your own kind of firecracker spirit and let it take you you know, to a place of deeper knowing. So there's no rush to, you know, know the answer. Like you're in your right process. This is literally in, in my belief system. This is literally what you're here to do. Like your spirit came down to like master these lessons. So here's, here's the invitation. And I think that's kind of what I always, that's how I frame this work. And it's what I always like to bring in that our, our challenges and our difficulties are ultimately always an invitation to, um, you know, access deeper parts of ourselves. And I feel like you have gotten a very clear invitation through your, uh, journey around moving. Wow. It's a journey of the heart. Wow. That's, this is amazing, Jamie. I, I am so excited for the rant part of my, um, just to kind of acknowledge it. Cause it's true. I kind of, it just, it's been so subdued, but not really cause it's, it's still bubbling underneath. Um, so yeah, I will definitely take your advice to heart and I will definitely, I feel like it'll be a big help. I do feel like it will be a breakthrough for me. I do. Great. Thank you so much for being here, Kim. Oh, thank you. Thanks to you too, Jamie. You've been a big help. Thank you. Thanks everyone for being here today. As always, you can find me on Instagram, Jamie Stein, J-A-M-I-E-S-T-E-I-N. First three Tuesdays of the month at 7 p.m. Pacific, I do Tuesday Night Lives where I take a question just like this, get someone on video with me. I answer quick hit questions in my stories. And if you're feeling at all called to this work or feel like you want some private support, head over to my website, hollywoodreadings.com and send me an email. Okay, guys, till next time. Thanks for being here.